good now of Shabbos. Parshas B'Shalach has probably, uh, I don't know to say the most Hashkofis in it. I don't know what Hashkofis, not necessarily Halachas. We're talking about Hashkofis, how to attitudes towards certain things. Um, I don't know if the first one would be called a Hashkofa. Maybe Shalach Paris Om Belenochem Lekimdacha Atzplishtim. In other words, that you don't you don't leave an opening with Shalach to be taken. That that's really what it's what it's telling you. And uh, when you're having an argument or you're trying to be uh, to take people on the right track flat kids, you don't leave them an opening where they can go off the derech and, uh, and, 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 and you really don't have a tiny to them, except for the fact they weren't supposed to do that, but uh, because you left them the opening. So that's a tiny over here also, that the derech, uh, that, that he didn't... Recording in progress. I'm sorry? Okay. Um, now, I think, you know, in the new theories that it came up with the Abraham Accords, Accords that uh, Hal Sinai and Tvius Yamsuf did not take place by the Sinai Peninsula, but they took place across the, uh, the actual Red Sea, uh, which is about 100 miles or 150 miles, whatever it is there. And it makes a lot of sense because through the Sinai, you'll end up Teretz Plishtim. So you'd have to say somehow they were able to go around Teretz Plishtim uh, by using the Sinai, which exactly I don't know how that is because Eretz Plishtim is what they call the, the uh, Gaza Strip would be Eretz Plishtim. So uh, is anything coming in from the Sinai is going to go into Eretz Plishtim. Uh, so, so they went around. Now, when they go around, it's hard to, you know, it doesn't uh, say, but the, uh, look, look, that's what it is. Obviously, that's what it is. So they went to the bottom of the side and they came back up? Huh? They went to the bottom of the side and they came back up, up on the other side? Right. Uh, how do you do that? I mean, you have to go through, you can't go. You, 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 Sinai only touches out your soil by the plishtim. So how are you going to do that? So you'll say it's Eretz Plishtim, there's first a little piece that's not Eretz Plishtim. All right, so good, could be. I have no memory that it's not that way. Uh, but Lamaise, you know, you, you're already pushing. Uh, secondly, it also had the Kasha, how come and they landed up Eretz, by, by Eretz Amun? And, and, and so on. And they get the Kasha also, when from Moshe Rabbeinu went from Midian uh, to Har Maria, uh, by uh, by the uh, the Aish, you know, they, well, how did that happen? You know, where was that? It's a pretty long trip to go from Midian to Al Sinai, uh, you know, whatever you call it. So, if you learn that Midian and Saudi Arabia are, are touching each other, and Eretz Edom is also, also over there, that's where the, the maps I've seen have it. They're not new maps, no matter old maps that had. Eretz uh, Midian, and then the old Neva Yarden. Uh, they're under uh, they're under uh, Sichin and Oig, 
uh, and then uh, you have uh, Amun and Moyov, and then you have Bidjan, uh, uh, and then you have Eretz Edim. So you have all of them and are all in Saudi Arabia. And the only way to get to them, the Khaira would be, uh, would, like, how'd you get over there? It would be if you crossed into Saudi Arabia, because the Yamsuf. It also makes sense, like, able to hold the, all the armies and the people in it. You talk about Kalyasol, which was more about four million people, and you're talking about the army of Utsayim, all had to be in the Yamsuf at the same time. So we get an indication how did that happen? You know, if it's only a little, a, a two miles long, or three miles long, so it doesn't, uh, what do you call it? Okay. So I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense that, that was shot. Now, the kasha is, is this, like this, you know, it, it bothered me that Lechazer, we see that they had a, a, a war uh, with, with Amalek not long after they went out of Mitzrayim. And you don't see that they went back to Mitzrayim because it was a war with Amalek. Uh, why would the same thing happen by Plishtim? And, then, and, and the fact that we'll say, okay, that by, um, um, by, 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 by Edoim, they, they went around Edoim and they didn't have a war, they didn't, they didn't go back to Mitzrayim because at that time, it's talking about after the 40 years in the Midbar, they saw the Red Benishlam's hand as they called uh, Kol Yochol, therefore they was, uh, the the Benishlam said, we're not attacking Adam, Kirchichahu, so therefore we're not, uh, we have no kasha. Okay, but over here, if they would tell you by, uh, by, um, uh, by Yalat's police, then they went out against the war. So I said, it's not that they would have seen a war. They were ready for war. Chamushim or the that were armed, or whatever, they have the, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, that the drama, they went out. So they were, they were, they were you know, in a very hepped up mood. So the fact that they'd see a war where I was pushed them, I don't think they'd be so scared. I would think the shot would be if in the end there would be no war. In other words, they would tell them, that we can't attack Eretz Plishtim, we have to go around Eretz Plishtim, however we're going to have to do that. We'll have to go around Eretz Plishtim. Why? Because there's a shvur between Avram Avinu and, and, and Avimelech and whatever you call them, the guys still alive. And because of that, you know, they, 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 they somehow it's a three, four, four hundred years later and the guy's still around. That, that, that's a pity strach of terrors. I don't believe the guy's around. I mean, the thing there, uh, you know, so they, I don't know if they would believe it. Then they'd go about, uh, they'd go back to Mitzrayim because they think oh, there's a weakness in Hakadosh Baruch But once they saw the godless of Hakadosh Baruch these weaknesses didn't make a difference. So by Amalek, when they had the war, they saw the war and they saw the, the, the victory. So there was no reason for them to go back. Okay. Okay, then the Benishim uh, came back, okay. Now, it, according to the way we were learning that they were free and all these things, so why did they want them back for? So they have to say there was just simply a, uh, a point of pride. That in other words, they, they were always able to say no one ever left us against our will. 
and uh, we were able to hold back Avodim and everything else. And, uh, and here, you know, Ho'am is going to go out against our will. So it was a pride. And nothing to do with serving them. They weren't getting anything out of them. In Mifrat, if we're going to learn it, they really didn't accomplish anything. The peace of Ramses kept sinking. You know, they weren't interested in the camp. They were just interested in, in, in torturing the Jews. So, maybe they, they, you know, there's, there's no logical reason that they, they chased after, except the masonry, and he chased after them. But they, even when he's mechazek libam, there has to be something that they can be tolerant. on. So they had to have bouts fine that they saw that Sogalema that somehow God is not with them anymore. And therefore, they were able to go out. Even though they, they, they were benched in Chazik Liboy, they were able to fight it. Uh, without that, they wouldn't have been able to fight it. Okay. And they, they call Marashiach Sayyam, okay. This is taking why what this is considered, I guess, one of the nisyonis of that they would not say Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, with after Mitzrayim, now didn't we tell you to stay away from us? Even after they saw all the nisim, they told you to stay with. Rather, we we serve Mitzrayim than dying in the midbar. That may be true, but what has that got to do with what's happening? And that's the thing. The another way, I think the tiny on them is that they brought it up. As a tiny, like we told you, leave us alone. Even though you saw us, we got your freedom, I got you this, I got you that. And the others died in Mitzrayim and everything else, and you're still complaining. And that, that was the uh, issue. But the Ike, they were afraid, they were afraid. That, that seems they had a value, a right to be afraid. And on that, the Maish Rabbeinu was telling him, uh, you know, okay. And and the Rosh Hashivah's lotion is In other words, when you see that there are no, is no option, then the then that is the that is the tivo Hashem. In other words, when the Benjamin tells you to do something, and there's no option except to do something that the Chayre doesn't make sense, then that's what you do. Because that was the tivo Hashem. In other words. You go into the midbar, you go into the into the water. It doesn't make a difference. I told you to go, so you go. Uh, you see the mitzrayim, so big deal. I told you to go. Okay, and that's what then. Now he told me about the big bad tree. Something could have gone into the water, mamish into the water, and that could be the reason that the rebbeinim be atzim. And finally, was 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 only with that with that Indian of that that Nachshman Aminodov had to jump in until his throat uh, throat uh, that he was on by the water. Why? Because you were questioned and you had no idea what to do. Let's see if you really trust me now. So go. Maybe you'll go underneath the water. And then they know means the Nachshman Aminodov was showing. I'm ready to go underneath the water. God said to go, I'm going. And the thing over there, but that the bench them split the sea. But these but as far as the uh, the what do you call it? 
you had to prove to me that you trusted in me. That, that's the thing. And then when you t test the Kodesh Baruch Hu, we, we land up that we have to prove it to him that we, that we uh, what do you call it, uh, that we believe in him. Okay. Okay, and then they gave him a hard time, and they okay. They all went to sing the Shira, and we also know that the Rabbeinu Shalem and the Malachi Ashoris sing Shira, because Maizu Yodai Tabu Bayom and Atem Taimem Shira. In other words, the God that was not happy in having to destroy his world or destroy his people in the world. Even though they will show him, and maybe they deserve it, but after he came, the Rebbeinu was not happy in having to do it. So therefore, I mean, there's no, there's no shiro by such a thing. Our Kol has a right to sing shiro because uh, they were saved. So therefore, they 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 sing shiro on the fact that they were saved. Um, you have, um, I hope I get this, I remember this right, okay. It says that Miriam took the, uh, the toif, uh, and she went to okay. And there's a, uh, oh, there's nothing to get for that, okay. I mean, you know, we are his own. As they say, what did they sing? Just this, Kigoigo, Sus, Verreich, Beirov, Bayom. That was the whole song. Mesh Rabbeinu, Yavoz, Yoshi, Mesh, Venez, Luz, Asher, Azriz, Barakir, it's a long shira. And they sang just, you know, just these few, few words. You know, uh, so they asked the question, maybe the, the, the Tzriyim deserved death. What was the horse's fault? Right? So the time is that because the source is part of Pari's evasion forces, so he also had to suffer the death. You know, he, he came along, he's, um, what do you call it, uh, where you have casualties that are not necessarily necessary for the casualties. Collateral damage. Collateral, the, the, the collateral, so we made them. That was the reason. So they say the other way also. Now with the Talmud Chochem, Yetzirah Harbon, Tzis HaMesim. The wife, why she get? We're all with Kisus for Eichboy. In other words, you not only get him, you give us two. In other words, so that's what they do. We're the collateral. So we, we, we get the oil of hub for Theresa Mason. Oil of hub we all get. Theresa Mason. For him, no choice. The animals had no choice. And what? The animals had no choice. They yeah. didn't have a choice, really. Yeah. Ah, yeah that's true, but I'm just saying, but the. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, that's uh, about uh, that moral what they gave the laws in Shailov, what or what they actually gave because in Shailov the printing and thing of that sort. It's not gay about it. And uh, I think the union of Ayova Elimo that it's uh, that it's really uh, got it in one pasuk because uh, King James put in <coughs> the parshas. <coughs> so it's after Chamishi, after Samach. It's one pasuk that they came to Elimo and they were shteimasayenes ma'im shimon tomorrow. Uh, that is telling you that there are times in, in, in places where you see Yad Hashem. In other words, it's sometimes very obvious. They came to a place where there was Shivim Tomorim, right? And now it's 70, that goes to feed the number of the Sanhedrin. And they had 12 Aynes Mayim, 12 pans of water, I guess, or whatever you call it, that they were able to drink the water. And it's all in the desert. So you see, obviously, this is a place made for B'nai Yisrael, that it was such a thing. So in other words, it's sometimes nikir in life that it, it, this is the right thing. And that's what they tell you, you know, that you should expect things like that in life too. Okay, now all of a sudden, they, uh, they're complaining about food. And they're complaining about, they didn't really complain about meat here, but the way the lotion is, you know, you shepherd us when we were sitting, we were, we were having meat and everything else when we had Mitzrayim, right? And the thing though, Mitzrayim didn't offer any meat. So it means, it means our own meat maybe, but the skin. You took us out of Mitzrayim to die in the Mezbah and then. The Gemara says that Bosa Shalom like Yehudim. And I say you don't find it really is for Bosa, even though Rabbein Shem does give them Bosa here. But uh, that that's was that's not right. But bread they had a right to ask. If you take a look in in uh, Tilim Ayin Ches, it talks about bread also they had no right to ask for. Now why not? So you can learn like this, that, uh, I mean, first of all, the Gemara can't turn on, on, on Tillum. If Tillum says it was like a Hagen, I was thinking, well, it was like a Hagen. You know, and then he's saying, it says, Rag l'choloi b'tzeka v'simlas choloi b'olsa mi'olecho. Mashma, that the clothes never wore out. They were washed daily. The Ananiya covered, washed them, the Ananiya covered, pressed them. It was all on the body. You know, you don't change unless the thing is dirty. The thing is not dirty, you keep wearing it. If it fits, there's no reason to look for another size. It still fits, right? So you keep wearing it. So a thing, if you change it minutely every day, where it's not nickel, all of a sudden, you'll end up from putting the onesie on the kid when he's born to the guy wearing a capote at the end of 40 years. It will all be the same baggage. Never had to change it. Okay. Uh, General Motors, I remember, used to do this. Uh, they would come down, and uh, they used to have a car show in Madison Square Garden. 
And they start off, I don't remember what it was. They started with the black car, with the white car, one of the two. And at the other end was the opposite, was the white car, the black car. And every color of the cars in between was a minute difference that you didn't notice the difference until you got to the end. And you see that that was white and that was black. And the thing there. So the same thing over here. You don't notice from daily. The guy got tall. If you didn't see him in a few months, you see, oh, he got through if you see him every day, you don't notice it. What do you call it? So, similar scores. And the same thing goes when you're tired. When do you sit down? When you get tired. If you don't get tired, you don't sit. So you keep walking. So, so could have been the same thing if you weren't hungry. You would never get, uh, you never need food if you never got hungry. How do you get hungry? That's the question. So normally we eat in a way that uh, it's made that we don't get hungry. We, we eat breakfast, and that lasts us usually to lunch, even though we may get a little hungrier at some time, but it's not really hungry. You know, another half hour to lunch, it's fine. You know, it's okay, you know, even I'm hungry already, but when I say it doesn't bother anybody. But what happens if you tell the person there's no lunch today? When does he get hungry? All of a sudden, he doesn't get hungry anymore at 1 o'clock. He gets hungry at 11 o'clock. Why? Because there's no hunger, there's no lunch. That's like a hygiene. If you would have just been uh, un not hungry as if you, when you were full, now with then there would be no time on call you so you went to three o'clock and you have no food and you're hungry okay that's and that's and that's fine time but it wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten hungry except the only reason you got hungry because you knew there wasn't going to be any food that's not a, that's not a reason to get hungry and that I think is my place so t technically they asked for food when they were hungry so therefore it's gehagen on the other hand it was like gehagen because they shouldn't have been hungry at that time. So Rabbi now tells him uh, about the money. What's going to be? The money is going to be. You're going to go out. You're going to you're going to test it. Uh, you're going to collect them an email. But he has a, a very funny stipulation. He doesn't mention it in the Taylor here, but the fact that it says you may do by email that they measured it against the email is that they had no containers that were actually the size that they needed. Like normally, uh, something that uh, a good enterprising Jew should have invented the uh, containers. They would have said to have somebody, how many people in your family? You got 10 people in your family? You fill up this 10, 10 email container, and you know you got the food for the day. And, it's, and stuff like that, and they don't have to have a shayla of uh, how much I'm picking or how much I'm not picking. But the Benjamin didn't want that. The Benjamin wanted to teach us a big lesson in Ishtadlus. Now, we, we don't know, person goes into business, he doesn't know how much he has to work. Now, there are, there are programs, you can probably find it online, in the sense of whatever profession you go into, they tell you how much you have to make, how much you have to work to actually make a living according to try the what he calls. I guess it comes from interviewing people. I don't think there's any way they can have you 
a standard without knowing that. But whatever shot is, something like that. But a guy goes into a new business. How long do I got to stay open? I remember a grocery store across the street from me when I moved in. They were open from 5 in the morning to 11 at night. Two partners. And obviously, uh, they worked two long days, but uh, someone came in late, and one early, and one guy that came away, went home early, whatever it is. Uh, but Lamai said they worked very late. And I asked them, one, why, why are they open so late? And their answer was, because they don't know if they'll miss a sale or not. They need the panosa. Okay, they, when that, that building was knocked down, they bought a business around the corner, uh, and the, uh, they were started to be opening about 7 o'clock in the morning, and they closed about 6 o'clock at night. It was a bakery, commission bakery, and the question was, why are you doing that? You see, you can make a panosa that way also. And we all understand that in reality what happens is somebody's going to adjust his hours. If the person's going to work, is going to have to pick up food to make sure that he gets the food before he goes. He picks it up in the morning or whatever it is. And if, it, and if, if, if not, he gets it up at night. Whatever it is, it's not going to be open in the morning. So there, there's, there's different ways you set up your thing. And the same thing would be the guy being open. You wouldn't have that fear. Of maybe Amy. But again, you don't know how much you're going to have to be open, so you don't know. So you stay open as much as you can. You see, you're making a living, so you close up. Well, that, that was what they did. So, how much does a person really have to work? And that's the kaisha that a person knows. He's going into a business, what do I have to work? So, here we're going to learn this sight from, from here. And I say this is a big hashkafa point because this is going to get to everybody in the business. Okay? So anyway, this is what the Baish Rabbeinu uh, tells him is going to have to be. And what happened, it says this, the, the guy who picked a lot and the guy who picked a little picked uh, whatever they picked. They both measured against the Yomar. The guy who picked a lot didn't have more than the Yomar. The guy who picked a little did not have less. <coughs> Each one picked up exactly what he wanted. So it's kasha. What does that mean? If you picked up, if you only picked a little, why would you get the same amount as the guy who picked a lot? You say the reason the guy who picked a lot didn't get more because they want to tell you, remember, <coughs> you can't take what the rabbinian doesn't want to give you. So you can work as many hours as you want, but you're not making more than what the Rebbein decided to give you. So therefore, you want more. But why the guy did less? Why did he get it the same amount? I mean, <coughs> he's just lazy. So why was he entitled <coughs> to the same amount? What I think it means, it doesn't mean that. He picked a little or a lot. But there are two types of people in the world. One guy says, it's not enough yet. Because don't forget, you're picking without, an, without a, an amount. So it's a, it's a basket that has no shear in it. <coughs> so I have to make an umdana uh, to say, do I think that there's an oymah there for every kid in the family? I said, nah, it's not enough yet. I'll throw in some more, right? 
Guy buys for Shabbos. Oh, it's not enough. We've got to buy a lot more, right? Now the guy buys. Eh, it's perfect. It's like we don't need more, right? Two types of people. One is one person is always shivering if the husband and wife are two different and these two different types. One is shivering. It's not going to be enough for food. And the other one, they're going to say it's going to be too much. <coughs> and Baruch Hashem, you see, it's always enough. You know? How does it work out that way? Because that's the way it is. Same thing. You picked the Neymar. You didn't pick more than the Neymar. Except your Hashor of how you picked the Neymar was you picked a lot. That's not going to get you more than the Neymar. On the other hand, the guy who picked a little also picked the Neymar. I, it's, it's, not, it's enough. That's how you do when you work, have to make a living. Is it enough or is it not enough? It goes on how much you decide mitchila is going to be enough. We find the same thing really by nine toiv and nine roa by tume. Tume has to be biumdene. It's not that you don't measure it. You also give the rabbon and you also give one fiftieth, two percent. <coughs> and it says the guy has a nine roa, he gives one in, four, in one in sixty. Guy has an eye in Toivi, gives one in 40. What did they mean? But they, they, the Galbanan said give one in 50. He didn't say give one in 40, one in 60. Except the guy that has an eye in raw and he has to give something to somebody else, he, when he sees one in 60, he says that's one in 50. And when the guy with an eye in Toivi, who likes to give something to other people, and he sees his, and he says that's one in 40, he says that's one in 50. That's what it means. Not that anyone is saying, I'm giving one in 40 or one in 60. That's, that's not Kedin. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give only one in 50. But the fact is that I say that that is one in 50. That, that makes sense. And that same thing's over here. So it's up to you. Whatever you want to do, that's, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um... Yeah, then he also told him about Shabbos. That on Shabbos, you're going to come on Yem HaShishi, you're going to get uh, two times. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu does not tell this to call you soul right away. He waits until it came Yem HaShabbos. Here is the Russian. That everybody picked two. That's what God said is going to happen. So why didn't you tell us? Because I would have told you what would you have done. The natural tendency, if I'm telling you, Friday you're going to get double. You don't have to say, so I'll get picked double. Even though you tell me don't pick double, I'd pick a little bit more than, than single. That you can't do. So the Benjamin wanted to show them, Moshe wanted to show them, you can trust God. Now, we learn out from here, and we're always wondering about Shabbos. How, do, how does God pay back for Shabbos? Okay. Where's the money going to come from? How's the key? Do I ever notice it or not? And the Gemara said in the fairies, that's what it is. So Shabbos is not even in the Cheshbon. So you don't earn it. From here you see you don't even have to lift it up. I only picked one Oymel. 
He didn't tell him pick two Aymarim. He picked only one Aymar on Friday. And it became two. So therefore there's no effort at all in the Malachi Shabbos. In the, in, the, in the money for Shabbos. What I do have to do is I have to prepare it for Shabbos. That I have no excuse for. That I must do. I must cook it, I must grind it, I must bake it. Whatever it is I'm doing that I got to do. Uh, but earn money for it, I don't have to do a thing. How is that possible? So the ones that have investments, that there's no cash. Because the investments that all of a sudden they're producing a lot of money and something like that, that's Shabbos. It doesn't have to be in the case of cash. I don't work for it. It comes automatically. So therefore, that's Shabbos. But even ones that don't have investments, there are times that they get money for not, that's, that, that, that's not with a husband. For instance, a bonus, a tip, uh, a, 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 an exceptional order. In other words, let's say a, a salesman, which his job is just to report you know, uh, to the supplier how much to ship out, right? So normally, let's say, uh, uh, he makes a panosa with, with, with five dozen. And all of a sudden, he's got an order for 50 dozen. It's the same phone call. He has to call in five dozen and calls in 50 dozen. But the maisa is the 50 dozen. The other 45 dozen is Shabbos. That's what it, that, 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 that was no tich involved, nothing in it. And that's the Shabbos dicker money. And that's how you have it. And everyone has it, whether you get it. As I said, even let's say a rov sometimes gets unexpected. Uh, what do you call it? He came someplace, maybe gave it to Russia, and he gave it without a cheshbon. He had no intention of getting any money for it, and, and they give him money. So you know, the, the, so that's that Shabbos. That's without any tichet, without any what he called. I didn't do anything for it. I would have done whatever I did without it. And the said they gave me money, I take the money, and that's Shabbos. And that's what you have. So therefore, it's also an Indian to know that it's actually able to be seen, if you want to hold cheshben on this type of money, that you get uh, a gift or whatever it is there, that it sh- that will cover the Shabbos bills. The cooking and baking. I'm sorry? Cooking and baking is not... It's not in the cheshben, that so you got to do. You get takeout instead of... That, uh, you you're know, paying for it. Uh, maybe may, that you may have to pay for. It's a good point they just said. I don't cook, I don't bake, I take I I buy bake out. Is that called Shabbos food? Or well, Shabbos food is the food itself. The fact that someone else I had to pay a cook to cook it for me. That's what they charge me for the takeout. That is not Shabbos. That's what work I had to do, and I didn't do it. Maybe that maybe that doesn't count. I can't answer that. I don't know. If you start to make cheshbonis and try to hold cheshbon, I guess you will able to figure it out. Uh, I do have such an idea, and those uh, shivazatzal held that money a woman makes out of the house belongs to her, okay? Now, in the normal division of work of the, of the, of the family, uh, is the husband supposed to make the panosa, and the wife 
is supposed to do the uh, cooking and cleaning and whatever else is in the house as a wadi kul, okay? Now the woman is making this panosa, and we're gonna say the money belongs to her, but because she's making this panosa, she's not cleaning the house and not cooking and not doing anything else, so she's going to hire an, uh, uh, a cleaning lady and a thing, that, that will have to come from her, from her salary because that's what she has to do. That's not, that, that, that's, that's not a scientist to say she doesn't have to uh, because, uh, you know, whatever it is there, uh, whoever cleans up, cleans up. No, it doesn't work. She has to clean it up. So therefore, she's going to have to pay for that. So that part goes out of her salary. So that would be uh, a point that uh, here would be the same thing, that maybe Shabbos, uh, you would have to pay for the pay cup of yourself because that part you had to do yourself and you didn't. Okay. Again, that's a very important uh, yesoid. Then again, the cleaning lady that she has to pay, Yeah. does she have to take it, could she not take off myself from that? Is that called a business expense? In order to go to business, she has to take yeah. the yeah. to get yeah. cleaning lady. Yeah, so maybe she doesn't have to take myself from it. That's her expense. That's her, uh, she can't earn this money unless she paid off that thing, yeah. So technically, everything, I can't do it unless I pay for breakfast, unless yeah. I do it. Nah, breakfast, breakfast. Is, I guess that's called the normal, they'd say it's not a of work. Uh, that's what living is all about. The cleaning lady is not living, you can clean yourself. I mean, if the food is better from the takeout. What? If the food is better from the takeout, so then the fact that they have to cook it, you can't cook it like that. <laughs> That would be included, no? Maybe you should have to take cooking lessons. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to come in and all of a sudden you'll knock off all the money that you make for Shabbos. I have to get the same kalim. You know, my, my oven is not as good as, you know, as, as a commercial oven and, and all that stuff. And, and so maybe it is. Maybe that's why we don't see it so posh. I mean, I can't, I can't answer it. You know, people... I had this doubt, what, I, what do you mean it don't cost me? You know, well, I, 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 I walk into the store, it costs me hundreds of dollars. I never saw any hundreds of dollars coming back to me, you know? So I'm saying maybe that would be an answer. How, how would the, the uh, answer that? Uh, I would think that there's enough uh, free money that comes in, whatever you want to call it. Okay. I would say it's also, but going to this discussion, I would have to go buy all the sale items. I have to go to buy a, all the sale items, not that I should not buy a regular items. I should go off the sale. So I, I, I understand. So the, 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 I would say that even the prepared. Okay, I said that. when the when the guy will make a cheshbon, a real cheshbon, we can probably figure out how it works. The rest of the stuff, but uh, who's going to do it? Okay. Could be. I mean, I, I'm, if I'm a hundred percent things that I would need normally and I would pay full price for, it just happened to be walk into a store and happened to be fifty percent off. That fifty percent is Shabbos. They didn't just do me a favor. He's asking right. something else. He's asking if a person is going shopping for Shabbos, does he have to look for sales? 
No, no, no. They don't have, is that what you asked? If I have to look for sales? No. I but but I have to learn. If I can get sales and I bedafke buy not sales, that may be throwing money away that I can't answer. Now where the sale is there, uh, I, I don't know, guys. I'd say guy likes only co Coke over Pepsi or whatever, or Pepsi over Coke. Yo, I can't answer that question. Uh, but obviously, it, it, it doesn't take much to to uh, to, to change. We only used to drink Pepsi. Uh, and the reason we drank Pepsi was because it was half the price of Coke. Uh, Coke used to be a nickel for six ounces, and there was a nickel for 12 ounces. So we bought Pepsi, obviously, and Pepsi, and then until we came to El Chisoro in 1974, and we saw that they do not sell Pepsi in El Chisoro, only in the occupied territories, as it was called. We did not buy, from that time on, any more Pepsi. We bought only Coke. So you like Coke better if a shop and costs more money for shoppers who can buy Coke. I'm saying but if you like it better, but if Italian makes no difference to you, and you would go out and pick up this, and one is ten cents cheaper than the other one, then the, you you waste the ten cents. If it makes a difference to you, okay. So I'd like tell Coke. I can't buy Pepsi. What's up with Pepsi? And right now I don't drink Pepsi, so therefore, uh, thing over there, but. Or seven up. But you have to spend time trying to figure out if there's a sale or if it's too. No, no, no. Because I, you mean what I'm saying? But in a normal time, but in in a regular store, sometimes they have Pepsi's on sale, Coke's on sale, whatever it is, or or this company's on sale, or that company's not on sale. Whatever it is, it's always well, somebody's on sale. And I bet you don't buy the one that's on sale because I will, you know. Because God's paying for it anyway, God ain't paying for it. I mean, whatever it is. But if I buy it because I like it better, so then obviously that's what I would have bought anyway, so then that, that I'm entitled to. Okay. Okay, and the Rebbeinah Shalalem, when he gave us the money, put it away, this is ten of and Rashi brings down that the Yumi in his door asked, you know, they gave it the Musa people, the Musa, you know, why, how come they're not learning? And they said, because they have to make panos, and he took out the Tzintzana Samon. doesn't mean there's going to be mon, but the Obenshim is going to make it that we're able to live. Uh, I can't answer this, Lemaise. Uh, again, I know this from people that told it to me. Discussions between their wives and Goyim in the same profession. Nurses, this thing and that. And the Goyim go to the point of saying they can't afford to eat steak. What do you mean can't afford to eat steak? If I was able to get away buying it in the NBA, well, no AMP anymore. But in buying in the uh, in shopping, stop the shop, and buying their meat, and what do you call it? Instead of buying in a kosher store, uh, what are you talking about? Uh, we have eaten steak every minute of the day. I mean, what are the things open there? And they said they can't afford it, and we can't. Is that shatter of any is automatically making this and by us? You know, with he's thrown in a couple of bucks by Samecha, 
uh, that somehow we don't say how we can afford to buy all these things? I can't answer the question. They're going to, they're going to shows and huh? they're spending money on shows and movies. Okay. Could be, maybe, uh, but so much, I mean, I mean, could be, maybe they are, maybe that's why they charge them so much, so they don't want to eat, if they eat steak, they wouldn't have to pay for the movie. Okay. Okay. Then they came to feed them, and they had no water. And again, this is a big hashkofa to the uh, to the concept of how you look for a job. Uh, it says over there that it's called Maso Marivo. It's not the same as the Maisu, what happened later on when they complained the Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock when he was supposed to speak to the rock. There was no Tainan Klaw, you saw at all. But here, it is a title that is called Manassas Hashem, you tested him. I think it's a posik in, uh, in Eschanon, that you're not allowed to test a Kodesh Bochu. Let me see if it's Eschanon. Yeah. So what was the test? So the seemed to learn that the test was that they asked for water. They didn't ask her, let us be hydrated. In other words, that we, should, that, that, that we shouldn't be thirsty. Now, because if that's the case, that when she could have made a nest, they wouldn't need water. But you asked for water. And again, could be the reason they asked for water is because as soon as they saw there was no water, they became thirsty. And the Mela there was the same thing like that's called the Oshalogekehagen. But they asked and see, let's see if God it, it, and as the lotion is like over here, um, God's among us and not. How do you know his name? What do you say? He's not among us because we have no water, right? Obviously, we're asking to produce water. Let's see, produce water in the desert, okay? And God did it, took it out of a rock, and that's the way it is, okay? Well, Shiva said, if a person needs a job, needs a panosa, and he has an interview, he should not say, please give me this job. He should say, I need panosa, please give me panosa. But I'm going to an interview now, I don't want to look like a fool. So please make me do good on the interview. Okay, that's a different feeling. It's nothing to do with panosa. That's why I don't want to look like a fool. Okay, uh, but my panosa, I did not say give me this job. I can say only give me panosa. And that's in this mice also. You go out. 
Then it says they came to, uh, they fought with Amalek, Amalek came to attack, and they fight with Amalek. Vayachlish Yeshua is Amalek, and Yeshua weakens Amalek. And Rashi says, what does it mean he weakens Amalek? He killed all the Geboirim, but he left over the weak guys. Now, Piyadibu. That means, obviously, it must have been some kind of tivu because when they saw a weak guy, they didn't kill him. Now, the cash is, if God wanted to get rid of the mitzvah, uh, or wanted to get rid of Amalek, this was the time to get rid of them. What was, uh, well, why did he keep them around for? So I want to tie it that there's sometimes it's necessary for us to understand what the Ra is. If we don't see it, if they won't see that, they tell me that this is bad, we would think it's good. And we have this now in the, uh, in, in the liberal, uh, what he calls, uh, maybe even in, um, We call it when they give the uh, guys an equal chance. Uh, affirmative action, maybe even affirmative action. Affirmative action sounds very nice, and it probably is. I mean, does a lot of people got jobs who are not royalikach? But we gave them the job because you know it's, it was unfair that they're not out of it. Yeah, you're right. It's unfair. If they should have maybe had equal education, should have the equal ability, equal everything. And if they do, maybe they should even have a priority to get hired. But to lower our standards in order to accommodate that just means that we're assigning people to die. In other words, if we automatically make a medical uh, to compare with a 50 instead of with a 65. So you're killing 15% of people that you never wouldn't have killed before. If you're making firefighters don't have to carry 200 pounds, they only have to carry 150, you're killing everybody over 150 pounds. Then when there's a fire, you can't do that. You can only tell them, if you have a 200 pound person, take him. Because he has a right to, to, to be there. Maybe because we, we, we cut them out, maybe he should have a, a benefit. Okay, that we hear. So there's a lot of things that we think are right, but may not be right in the thing over there. Um, <coughs> I once even came to think about this as like the Emancipation Proclamation, right? That's a major, major Chidush that was made, and, and obviously that you know, was the thing that made Lincoln who Lincoln was, right? Abulamaisa, was it a good thing or a bad thing? Did we think about it? And you'll say, well, what could be bad? You freed the slaves, right? Yeah, when did you free the slaves? You freed the slaves, let's say, nine o'clock in the morning. All slaves were free, right? Nine o'clock in the morning came, everybody jumped up, we're free. We're all free. We'll go out, we have a lot of time. We play a game of baseball, we go things, we don't have to work in the field anymore. We come back and then it's lunchtime. And we're hungry. What do we do? We come back to the boss's house and say, uh, hi boss, uh, what are you guys doing here? We came for lunch. 
Why come for lunch for? You don't work for me anymore. Right? So what do they have to do? They have to steal. They have no choice. They're hungry. And no one's paying, there's no jobs out there. So you didn't do them a favor. You didn't set them up. By us, when we free an inevitably, we're free to give them a Nokia. You give a guy, you fire a guy, you have to give him two weeks severance pay. Why? Because he has to have food until he can get another job. You can't just fire a guy and tell him you're out of here. And that's what he did. So was that good or bad? Now, if we don't look about it that way, we're looking at the, the idea of the slavery and all this, and you're right, it sounds like a great thing. But if you think it's the actual, did we do an actual favor to anybody? That's a big problem that we have to think about. Okay, so we have to know what's good and what's bad. If, if Agmolik is doing it, it's bad. There's nothing to think about. So we have to know that there's a, a music of bad in the world. The only, the only, I guess, the dime that we didn't keep them around was because they were too bad. But these guys we can keep around. Then they have the last part, which is the uh, way of Zikorin, of Pash like again, but it's in, in Bishalach, not in Kiseitse. And there are Mephoshim that actually say in Shulchanoch that uh, if a guy missed Pasha Zohar and he listens to uh, Pasha's, uh, this Pasha of Amolik, Mechiz Amolik, which is Fulgen, he's Yetzir Pasha Zohar. And to me, I, I don't think that's right. And I'll tell you the story. When I was in Tells, I. Uh, got the uh, guts to walk over to Abalamea on Purim, and I asked him, said, if Kaiyasor would have been Mekayim in the mitzvah of Mechiz Amalek, then we would only have 612 mitzvahs in the Taylor. And the Taylor becomes lessened because of that, and it can't be. Right? So how do you tell me that there's a mitzvah Mechiz Amalek? So he told me we're not interested in killing Amalek. We're interested in the ideas of Amalek, and that is always there, because the ideas of Amalek are always around. Yeah. Uh, I took that as a, obviously I took it as a very, uh, as right, and because of that, I touched up the Pusik in, in Kiseitse completely different. In Kiseitse, Amalek is completely wiped out. They're dead, they don't exist. And that's the time when you can wipe out Amalek that's in you, what you learned from Amalek. That's what it is there. Because it says, When he frees you from all the enemies around you, which means Amalek too, then you can first concentrate on yourself. And I think over here, it's called Meshalach, it's a different thing altogether. I will destroy Amalek. Not Klai Yisrael. I may tell it, I may destroy it to telling Klai Yisrael to do it. About, you know, from there, it wouldn't have happened anyway. Whatever, whatever pshatim that we're going to give. I mean, as far as we know, Shola Melch only left over of over Agag, 
right? And then they had a, and he was boiled a, a shifcha and had a baby, and from him comes a homon, an amdosa, right? Hey, how did David Amalek wipe out so many different people in Amalek in, in Tikvah, which was after the mice of, of Shaul Amalek? Why? Well, they pretended that they, they heard his behemoths, they heard his this. Whatever stories you're going to give me, that means Amalek is not wiped out. So they weren't wiped out. And the same thing, you will say, so what do you do with that? Saying, I guess it's going to be different than the Russian. What am I going to tell you? Yeah, I have no piat in that. It tells us she was saying if someone would have been able to kill Hitler in Akshimai, that he didn't Makaya Mitzvah and Mephias Amalek. Who? What was tells us she was concept that it's an idea rather than physically yeah. killing. He's saying there's no if someone were able to kill the Nazi. Absolutely Nazi, right? no no head to do with a Nazi maybe yeah. A Malik no. Why you kill a Malik? What do you do to you? Where does it say it didn't where, where is it that's what I'm saying? Where does it say such a din? So there's no such thing. In, here in the Pasha B'Shalach, where it does talk about it, it says, Em I will destroy Amalek. And it says, Not me you to Amalek. Uh, uh, why do you do because that, that shot, the, the because that that already he, taught he it to you that way for the, the problem that sh- of Shaul yeah that he, he made that that he was in the descendant of Shaul Mordechai yeah and he compensated his great great so uh, who, uh, 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 who are you quoting me you're quoting me your Rebbe you're not quoting me uh, a Chazal you're not quoting me a thing of that. You're telling me that there's an yeah, state by some, by, by some kind of Kabbalah safer that he made up for it. Right? No Gemara. So, good. So I'm saying, so I have my Rebbe tell me this way. So what are you going to do? I'm saying, nothing there. Oh, well, I'm saying, so this is the point. It was, uh, say, and, and as I say, the Mashmoi Sako is that way. But Lamaisi, you know, whatever it is, it is. I mean, over those Mandiyomarim still say, yes, uh, uh, what do you call, what do you, uh, what do you call? But I would not recommend killing a mullet because they arrest you for that and they uh, give you the chair, so we may let you know. Have a good Shabbos, somebody say. Thank you.